morning, good afternoon, good night. I don't know when you're going to listen to this. This is Tommy D and the show is Philanthropy and Focus. I, you know, I, I come up here to the attic every Friday morning. Friday is actually my favorite day of the weekend, not just because the weekend is coming up. And I was actually born on a Friday a whole bunch of years ago, but I was born on a Friday. I like Fridays. I, I feel excited. And when I was able to lock in the uh, 10 a.m. slot on Friday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern time here on Talk NYC, it was really a blessing, really great way to start my Friday morning. And, and I, I'm thrilled that every single week I have this opportunity and this honor to speak to leaders of nonprofit organizations. You might say, if you haven't been listening for the last 30 some odd weeks, why, Tommy D, what, what, what's that all about? Well, here's the thing. I believe that nonprofits change our world. Every second of every minute, hour, day, the whole thing. And unfortunately, well, in my opinion, they are unfortunately overlooked. Many of us in the sector know underfunded at times and unrecognized for the work that they do all these seconds of minutes of hours and, and days and weeks, months. So my answer to that is this program, Philanthropy and Focus. We have one mission here. So we're not a nonprofit, but my mission is to amplify the message for nonprofits, help them tell their stories, give them a platform, give them an opportunity to come on the program, meet me where I am. You know where I am. I'm, I'm teasing it, but I'm going to tell you where I am from the top of my house, just below the roof. I'm in the attic. That's right. I'm in my attic above the second floor. It's quiet up here. And um, well, right now it's quiet. There's no kids around. So I am here by myself in the attic. And every week I bring a guest on. And every week it's a leader of a nonprofit organization to amplify, as I say, amplify their message, tell their story. These organizations are changing the world. And, you know, I, I, if you know me, you know, I call myself the nonprofit sector connector. So I sit on the committee for the New York City Imagine Awards, the Long Island Imagine Awards. Shout out to my guest last week, Ken Serini. Ken, appreciate you. Thanks for being on the show. We had such a great conversation about partnerships and alliances between nonprofits and for-profits. If you haven't checked out that episode, please do Talking Alternative Broadcasting on Facebook or right here, talkradio.nyc, same place you're finding us now. Um, so, so Ken founded the Imagine Awards the, uh, this year in, in April of uh, 2022 will be the 10th anniversary of the Long Island Imagine Awards. And I bring it up now because it's relevant to my guest today because I was making some phone calls when the applications were going live for the New York City Imagine Awards. And that's how Elisa Seeger and I met. I just had, I had a list and the ALD Alliance starts with an A. So alphabetically, it was one of my first calls. And Elisa and I had had a quick conversation i'm a stranger to her at that point i said you don't know me i'm involved with the imagine awards um it's all it's, it's for organizations based in the five boroughs in new york city this this version the new york city imagine awards is gang and i said i think you should apply and now elisa's organization is one of the finalists in uh in the imagine awards and that uh that event comes up in october so i don't usually do the whole commercial up front here but i thought it was relevant when, when we start so um, listen, what I'd ask you all to do is go back and see the other interviews that I'm doing, look for organizations that are relevant to you, causes that are important to you, reach out to me if you have questions. I just literally, as I was starting to show, somebody texted me, I don't know who it is, it's a, it's a 631 number and said, I want to do something for the American Cancer Society, can you hook me up? So like I got a, you know, 10.59, 11 o'clock, I'll figure out who that was and <laughs> not to put you out there, folks, but I will figure out who you are and I'll hook you up with that. Uh, I'm the nonprofit sector connector. It's what I'm about. It's really what I'm passionate about. So that's I sort of meet at that that crossroads of, of where nonprofits and, and for-profits connect, is what I say. So let's move in. Let's get into the conversation here. I have uh, an honor and, and incredible opportunity to have Elisa Seeger tell her story, tell her story about the organization. So I'm going to read a bit real quick. So Elisa fights to make sure other boys and their families across the nation have the knowledge and resources they need to fight ALD. Immediately after her beautiful son, Aiden, passed away, she fought to get newborn screening for ALD. I'll tell you what ALD is in a second. For ALD in New York State passed. And since then, she continues to add other states to the growing list of hope. Known for her compassion and strength, she's the founder of the Aiden Jack Seeger Foundation, which is now called the ALD Alliance. And we'll talk about that in a second. Adrenoleukodystrophy. Did I get it? Yes, you did. I did? All right, cool. All right, I, tr I was practicing. I was like staring in the mirror before, and I and for the last 10 seconds, I was like, don't screw it up, Tommy D. Don't screw it up. No, that so, was perfect. Well, first, let's jump. Let's just jump right into the conversation. Alisa, 
thank you for, for agreeing to do this. Uh, a lot of organizations, nonprofits are founded um, out of something tragic and challenging that happens to a family. And uh, I think I, I'm incredibly, um, I, I think we're blessed as a society when somebody finds through tragedy uh, the opportunity to create change. And I would just like to start with saying thank you for being here. I, we can, I'll, I'll bring up more information about the organization throughout the show, but I really just want you to share with, with my audience, the folks that are checking in. Tell me the story about this organization, if you could, please. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to say thank you for having me on and, and allowing me to share my story, because the more people that know about this, you know, the more we can make progress to make this happen. Um, so my son, Aiden, was born in 2004. He was perfectly healthy. Um, we had no reason to believe anything was wrong with him. He was walking at 10 months. He met all his milestones. He did really well in school. He played sports. Um, in the latter part of first grade, he started having some vision problems. And we didn't think it was a big deal at the time. We just said, okay, he needs glasses. Um, we'll go to the eye doctor. So we took him to the ophthalmologist um, who said, I don't think anything is wrong with him. Um, we took him to a pediatric ophthalmologist who said the same thing. Um, maybe you should go to a retina specialist. So we did that. Um, we really didn't get anywhere. We went back to the pediatrician who then recommended a neurologist. And even on the physical checkup with this neurologist, he didn't believe anything was wrong. But he said, let's do an MRI just to make sure nothing else is going on. And that was June of 2011. And basically, he was six and a half years old. And that is the first time we heard about ALD or adrenal leukodystrophy. So when his MRI results came back, um, he already had a lot of damage because of the ALD. So what is ALD? ALD is an X-linked inherited metabolic disease, which means that um, it most severely affects boys and men where women are carriers. So I happened to be a carrier of this disease and passed it on. Obviously, I did not know that I was a carrier of this disease. And um, with ALD, it's not something that needs immediate attention at birth, but it's something that um, is usually triggered. The cerebral version of this disease is triggered between the ages of four and 10. Um, and what it does is that it affects all neurological functioning. So the ability to see, to hear, to walk, to talk, to eat is all taken away until you're in a vegetative state and ultimately death. Um, so when my son was diagnosed, we embarked on this mission to save his life. Um, we went to University of Minnesota and then Duke. Um, he was eligible for bone marrow transplant, which is still the method of treatment for this disease. Um, so we moved our family down to North Carolina, and Aiden did have a bone marrow transplant at Duke. Um, but unfortunately, because he was a late diagnosis, he did not do well. Um, so we spent seven months inpatient there, and then three months at NYU and he passed away in April of 2012. Um, sorry. Um, so during that time that living in the hospital and doing research on anything that can possibly save his life above and beyond the bone marrow transplant that he already had, um, I found out that there was a newborn screening test for this disease, but not one state was putting it to use. And if New York and other states were using this, that would have mean the difference between life and death, not only for him, that would have saved his life, but that would have saved thousands of other boys throughout the country. And I knew at that moment that this would be my mission. 
because I felt like this was such an injustice, of course, and I didn't want this to continue to happen when it didn't need to. Um, the, the thing with ALD, which I know the majority of people um, probably have never heard of this disease, just as we haven't, hadn't at the time, um, I'm going to use cancer as an example, because I think we all know about cancer. It's the difference of having a late stage four diagnosis as opposed to having the knowledge that maybe you have, you know, a family history of cancer or breast cancer and you need to be monitored. Wow, so it's, that, it, it's that drastic. It's not, it's not even, so you're saying the, had, had the screening, when the screening happens, the awareness is almost as if this is something to keep an eye on and correct me if I'm wrong versus you have something here. Exactly. So that's exactly true. So if we would have known at birth, we could have monitored and treated him before the onset of symptoms, because by the time he was diagnosed, the damage was already done. Similarly to being a late stage four, um, the damage to his brain, it's a demyelinating disease. And once that damage is done, it's, it's impossible to change the course of the disease. So that's why it's so important to have an early diagnosis. Um, so late, the later part of 2012, I started the foundation that was originally called the Aiden Jack Seeger Foundation in his honor. And I had no idea how to you know, have this condition added to newborn screening. So I just you know, kind of started at step one, looking into research. Um, I remember calling the New York State Lab in Albany as I was laying in bed with Aiden at NYU and speaking to Michelle, who's one of the directors of the lab, who is still there. And, um, you know, talking to her about ALD and what that would entail to add it. And, you know, I'm so grateful to her and to um, Joe, who also works there at the lab. And they're just really amazing people to um, wanting to add conditions and wanting to work and, and try to save as many babies as possible. So we're going to go to a, a quick break, but, I, I, but even before we do that, uh, I, I appreciate your candor, Elisa. I, I appreciate how and my condolences and, and, and I'm sorry for your loss of your son, obviously. And, um, you know, being a father, I, again, can't imagine this. So, so I, I appreciate you coming on and having this conversation. Um, I, and I appreciate you calling out people who, who helped you out in this, in this crusade initially, Michelle and Joe, I don't know who you are, but sending hugs from my attic um, because you're, you're changing the world. And, now I feel that I'm getting, I'm going to be a mushy here already, but thank you for being there to, to help Elisa in this mission. And um, it's how we change the world and we change the world together. I think that's what we're supposed to be doing is doing these things. And, and uh, when we come back, I want to hear about this journey, you know, and I want to hear too, Elisa, how you find the strength to, to say, this is my mission now, and this is something I need to do and and then how it all happened um a very low tommy d from the attic right now elisa thanks for being here we'll be back in 90 seconds everybody philanthropy and focus thank you are you a business owner do you want to be a business owner do you work with business owners hi i'm stephen fry your small and medium-sized business or smb guy and i'm the host of the new show always friday while I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. I ever get out of the attic. We're going to have to get a new theme song for the show. But for now, every Friday morning, cut through the attic. Join me. No, don't cut through the attic, Tommy. Cut, <laughs> cut through the static. Join me in the attic where we tell stories about nonprofit organizations, helping them amplify their message. Elisa Seeger's here. I, I did something different there during the break. So if you're watching on Facebook, I actually showed the website, which was a trick. We tried to show some pictures during uh, our, our other show pals this week. Um, we're back. We're live. Elisa Seeger is here, founder, executive director of the ALD Alliance. Uh, and we're just talking about ALD and, and the journey that Elisa has made over the last nine years. And we started off talking about this disease and, and had the disease, when the disease is identified early on, there could be treatment procedures that are put in place to, uh, to help somebody with, um, with this disease. So, Elisa, we were talking, you called New York State, the New York State lab, you talked to Michelle, you talked to Joe. Tell me, I, 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 and you used the word injustice in the first segment, and I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, but that's why there's catalysts in this world, people like yourself who, who create change, who make change. Did you get resistance when you called the state and, you're, and, and your questions are like, why is this not, why are we not doing this? Like, why is this not part of you know, newborn screenings. Tell, tell us about that story. What is that experience like? Sure, no, um, that was my first step because as I mentioned, I had no idea what to do. I just knew that I wanted to do something to ensure that every baby was tested for this disease at the right time. Um, so calling Michelle was great and she's amazing. Um, she is one of the lab directors there in New York and you know, she just gave me a lot of information, but unfortunately their hands are tied. So of course they want to do as much as they can, but until they are told to by the state, they can't do it. So let me just backtrack a little bit because I had no idea what newborn screening was, as I think the majority of the population doesn't. Is this the, is it the heel prick? Is that what it is? They, right. All right. So again, only only knowing we'd have this conversation, did I think about this and, and talk to my wife about it because I didn't really know what it was, to be honest yeah, with you. So exactly. let's, most people probably don't. Yes. So, I mean, I've had two children and I knew that they took drops of blood from both of my baby's heels before they left the hospital, but no one ever told me what those drops of blood were being used for. So um, again, they take a few drops of blood, they go on a blood spot card. So that blood spot card has about five circles that they put the blood on. That blood spot card goes to your state's lab, laboratory. And depending on the state you live in is how many conditions that blood spot card is tested for. So I just want to say that this is not anything additional that the family has to do or that the baby has to go through. We are already doing this in every state. The huge disparity is 
the number of conditions that are being tested for at the lab level. Can I interrupt you one one second? When you say the disparity, you mean disparity state by state of what they're testing for? Okay. disparity state by state, which I didn't realize until I became more involved in this because of my son and because I knew that this is the work that I wanted to do. So in 2012, I embarked on this mission to have ALD added to our newborn screening panel. Um, I didn't know where to start. I started by reaching out to the commissioner of health. You know, I got the standard stock letter back, like, you know, thank you for your story. We're doing what we can, you know, kind of nonsense. Um, So then I reached out to my local assembly person and senator um, and started that way. So I said, oh, if we could have a bill introduced, we can have this become legislation. So we would, you know, ensure that New York can do this. So the bill language basically had that funding attached to it and a time frame as well, because I wanted to ensure that obviously the lab had the money to move forward and also that we weren't taking 10 years to do this, that we were doing it as quickly as possible. So that was the latter part of 2012 and it did not become law. I mean, I only had about three months at that time. So we started a petition, we started getting signatures on that. We were on some local news channels, um, but in New York state, if a bill does not become a law by, by December, you starting again in January. So January, 2013, luckily, um, because I already had done the work in 2012, we already had a bill number in January of 2013. When you say you have to go back, just to kind of take us through that, because is it you have to start applying again, getting new letters from assembly folks, or is it like, or do you, do you are you starting from second base, or are you back in in the batter's box, so to speak? Yeah, so you're starting from second base because you've already had the conversation with both the assembly members, with the senators in the state, and you've you've raised this issue so they're already aware of it they're already behind it so that was the good part that january 1st we already had a bill number to get started and working on um so that was a huge help for us um so we started january again and luckily um you know with meetings in albany i think i had (laughs) 40 meetings in one day that I split with um, Aiden's grandfather. So we did 20 each. Is that Was that the team initially? Aiden's yes. grandfather and you? Because you're, yes. you're saying we, and I just want, I, I'm wondering if it was a bus of people this we, or if it was a, a compact yeah. car of people. Yeah. So it was um, my husband, um, Aiden's grandfather. And what we did was, you know, you know, I understand that legislators are asked to do a hundred things every single day. So I wanted to make this issue, you know, give them all the information and make it easy for them to go to their boss and say, hey, this is what the problem is. These are the facts. Um, Let's try to make this happen. So I kind of created these folders with bullet points of what the disease is, what it would cost, why this is so important. Um, and, And the most important piece I have to say is sharing of not only my story, but other families that have gone through this. And that's really what hit it home for them. Um, You know, knowing that you have this perfectly healthy child, and then all of a sudden, they start regressing. And that doesn't need to happen. You know, like if we knew at birth, they could have been monitored and treated before it was too late, before it was too late to stop the disease. Um, So in March, March 29th, actually, of 2013, Aiden's Law was signed. Um, So Aiden's Law basically meant that every baby born in New York State would now be tested for ALD. So that was added to our panel. So that, that is, I said, I wrote it down, March 29th. 2013 so that not that it felt fast but that seems like once you got back on there in january of 13 
you were able to get this thing done. Yes. And, and I believe, so I made a promise to my son that I would do this. Um, so he passed April 29th of 2012 and it was exactly 11 months to the day as well as good Friday. And I'm Catholic. um, So I, I feel like not to get into religion or anything else, but I just feel like he really helped move this along. You know, I had, I had promised this him this and 11 months to the day it, it happened. I, 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 I don't, I feel awkward saying congratulations, but that seems like the word that's, that fits. Uh, You got this done in his honor and how many lives now have been changed as a result of of what you've done here and what you did in, again, I've been up to Albany for numbers of different reasons. And I, I feel like this is quicker than some of the things I've seen. In, in, in my experiences being up there, you know, not advocating, not personally advocating anything specific, but I've been up there with, with different reasons. And uh, it seems rather quick, although maybe it didn't seem quick while you were in it. Mm-hmm. It, it definitely was pretty quick. Um, you know, when I talk to other people who say usually le- legislation takes years for it to happen. Um, so, you know, I, I'm so grateful that it was quick and that New York actually started testing at the end of 2013 because they needed to have some time, of course, to, you know, to validate the test and to add it to their systems. So we did start testing at the end of 2013. And that's just been amazing. Um, I, I never thought that I would be able to even meet one of the families that were picked up because of Aiden's law. And, you know, when I did, and Matthew is his name, he was the fourth baby picked up. And when you say picked up, just tell us what that means. So diagnosed because of Aiden's law. So diagnosed at birth, um, birth, which we've said again, if if you didn't listen to the first segment, when this is picked up at birth, it's a game changer, right? Now it's, now it's, let's be preventative. There's a lot of things we can do. We have some, we have opportunity, correct? Exactly. Exactly. So I got to hold Matthew and meet his family. And that was just such an emotional, amazing gift to know that his life would be different um, because of Aiden's law, you know, because of that. So it's incredible. It's it's gotta be incredibly special. And I want to hear more about those connections to these families because you and, and Aiden's legacy are changing and saving lives of other people. And I, I'm thankful and so many people are thankful for that. But I know you didn't stop at New York State. So let's leave. Let's tease them. Let's bring them back. We'll be back in 90 seconds because we got New York State down in 2013. There's a lot of work to go. We're in the attic. Philanthropy and Focus, Elisa Seeger, founder and Aiden's mom of the ALD Alliance. I'm going to say it again, adrenal leukodystrophy. And when, when it is screened for, at birth, this is a completely different situation. We're going to talk more about it when we come back. I'll see you guys in 90 seconds. Thanks. Howdy, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you a cannabis enthusiast, a cannabis professional, or interested in entering the cannabis space? I'm Johnny Tsunami, and this is Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. On our show, we will discuss the cannabis world through the perspective of various cannabis professionals. Tune in every Thursday evening, Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m., Talk Radio NYC, Planet Baco Lolo, a less taboo view. 
Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. I'd like you to do that. I'd like you to cut through the static. Join me in the attic Friday mornings and anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can hear us after the show. Uh, we're here at talkradio.nyc and on Facebook, Talking Alternative Broadcasting. Elisa Seeger, founder of the ALD Alliance, finalist in the New York City Imagine Awards, rising star category. So I was just, I was going to put your website up again during the break and I see you have the, the Imagine Awards logo like right on your site. I love, so your social media team certainly work in that and the web team is doing that. So congratulations on, on that. So let me bring you back, folks, if you're just checking into the show, if you're running late and you're just getting here now. So Elisa founded this organization in memory of her son, Aiden, uh, who unfortunately passed away of ALD, adrenal leukodystrophy in uh, 2012. And Aiden's law, was uh, was signed in in Albany for New York State, which now has included ALD in newborn screening, thus changing the lives of of uh, young of, of boys who uh, end up having this this disease. So we we leave Albany probably pretty jazzed, right, about everything that's gone on and what you have in place. But I get the impression that that I know for a fact it wasn't enough because I know some of the story, but. I get the impression that you maybe you, you celebrated for a bit and said there's more work to be done. Is that is that about right? That's exactly right. Um, so again, going back to the newborn screening, I knew nothing about this. Um, and after Aiden's law was signed, I said to myself, "Well, what about the 49 other states?" You know, I it just didn't sit well with me that you know, friends all over the country wouldn't have the same chance because their states were not testing for this condition. Um, It's just completely not acceptable, right? So I started looking more into what I could do to change that. And I started um, by looking at what states were having newborn screening committee meetings So a lot of states do have a committee that meets once, twice, sometimes three times a year to discuss if they're adding any additional conditions to their panel. So I started speaking at different states. And, you know, as as one person and a tiny organization, I just tried to focus on states that maybe had an advocate, so had a family that was affected by this condition or was a larger state that I knew that it would help, you know, a, more a, than most people. Yes, the most yeah. people. So Were you able to find when, when you got into these states, I, I think, again, I'm, I love the, the story of somebody, you know, up against the odds and going after this and, and thinking big, I, I'm all about it. My question to you, though, is you had to really make some alliances, part of your name, but make some alliances in these states, because I know this. There's only so much we can do. We only have 24. We got 24 hours, right? We can use them effectively. But at the same time, there is not a 25th. So what until the next day, I guess. But how do you 
talk about that strategically, how you made connections on the ground, you know, across the country, if you could. No, exactly. Um, it's exactly what you said, because a lot of the newborn screening labs, when I called them to say, hey, I would like to come to your state and talk to you about this condition and hopefully have you added to your panel. Um, a lot of the states were not as open to it. And what I mean by that is like, they'd say, well, you live in New York. Why are you coming to Texas? Yeah. Why are you coming to Florida? Why are you coming to Tennessee? And I had to explain to them because I believe that your baby should be saved as well. I don't think a baby born in New York is more important than a baby born anywhere else across the country. I feel like this should be universal. So realizing that this is a broken system, um, the other strategy was finding an advocate in those states and having them come with me to those meetings because of course that was helpful if I can say to the committee, hey, I have this person, this family that has been affected by this disease that has lost their son or their son is permanently disabled because of this condition. They want to come and tell their right. story. And they're your constituent. They're in yes. Tennessee. They're in South Florida, wherever. Exactly. They're right. your constituent. And then I'm more focused what I was talking about on facts. So this is, you know, how many children will be diagnosed with the disease. This is the cost, which is very minimal. You know, I try to talk more about the, the cost, the cost of implementing the, it, of having cost. it part of the screening. Yes, yeah. exactly. So as an example, and every state does differ with this, but as an example, my son's medical bills, he was inpatient for 10 months, were over $4 million. So for over $4 million for one child that was diagnosed late and needed to be in the hospital for that length of time. So New York State is actually the third largest in the country. We have 250,000 babies born each year. And what it cost us to add this condition to the state panel was about half a million dollars. So just think about that. $2.50 pretty much is what it cost to add this condition to ensure that every baby was tested for this. You, you would think, and you would think the carriers, the, the insurance carriers would, would be behind you for this. Is that... Um, is that either somewhere you want to go or have you aligned with them? I, I would love to go in that direction because as I tell more of the story, um, I'm getting a lot of pushback on what I'm doing. So, you know, any allies on this would be amazing, <laughs> would be really amazing. So, um, you know, I, I've spoken in probably about 15 states, you know, obviously that was put on hold with covid um, but, you know, Texas, California, Connecticut, um, Tennessee, Iowa. So again, right now, thankfully, we are at 23 states that are testing for this condition. So there are 4 million babies born every year in the United States. And we are probably at 2.5 million babies that are now being tested for this condition, which is amazing. It's incredible. Um, but, but let me just stop you because before March 29th of 2013, zero babies were being tested. Is that correct? Exactly. Okay, so you've, so Elisa, you've made an incredible impact. I'm not saying you stop. I'm with you. Let's go. How can we, I want to know how my people, the people I'm connected to can help. We'll talk about that shortly, but you, you're changing the world. You literally are changing the world and a shout out again on, on the rising star uh, finalist situation, which that event is, um, it's coming up. Everybody's October 19th. Make sure I get the date right. The 19th, uh, and it'll be in New York City. Edison Ballroom. Tickets are available. Um, go to nycimagineawards.com or reach out to me, Tommy D at philanthropyandfocus.com. Wasn't going to make a commercial there, but I felt like it was appropriate because that is an incredible night. Uh, you're making, you're changing the world. You're making an impact. I talk about two things every day, impact and value. How am I adding value? How am I making an impact? And I think this show does some of that, but it's people like you on the front lines that are doing that. 
there's work to be done, but you're, you're, you, you, you got it. There's, I, I hope there's times when you realize and you can sit back and go, I am changing the world. I'm making things better for babies and their families. Do you have that time? Um, I, I do think about that and I'm, I'm grateful for all of the families that have been diagnosed today, you know, up to today, because I know that their lives will be different and I'm grateful for that. But I do lay awake at night thinking about those families like myself that won't know until it's too late, mm-hmm. that think they have a perfectly healthy child, that have no reason to believe anything is wrong. Because, because there's no signs until it's too no late. Signs. There's oh, no signs until, until they start losing their vision, until they can't focus, until maybe they're walking or, you know, something is disrupted neurologically. But by that time, the damage is already done. So this is what I think about you know, this is what breaks my heart because again, this is not something that goes away. My son passed in 2012. My heart is broken. My heart will always be broken. It's not a day that goes by that I don't think about him and how old he would be right now and what he would be doing. So I just want that to stop happening. So I get it. So you, you have to be relentless in this, but I, I will, I'll clap for you because you are too busy working on this. So thank you. Um, so let's, let's keep it moving. Then 27 more States to go. If my math is, is right on and that's a million and a half babies a year. Forget if I'm, I'm doing the math, right. I, I mean, I got to say this on a personal level, I have two boys and I have two daughters as well, but um, one of my boys was born before Aiden's law and he's 10 and i i need to figure out uh, it we don't have to talk about it now but i can i get him tested for this at this point in his life because i'm because i'm kind of concerned now um yeah so we have to talk well i I gotta figure that out so how do we get after these these 27 other states what's the what's the you know who do you need who who do you and we we're going to break in a sec here but who who do you need you can you can start we'll do a start and stop and come back but how does that ha- what does that look like to to attack it and not attack but let's that's that sounds mean align with these other states yeah. and these advocates advocates in these states sure i mean should i start now or do you start, want to yeah let's start like let's okay. start a little bit like what what's your vision is give me a big vision and then we'll take a break and come back okay so um i started thinking about this nationally right i said this process is ridiculous to have to go through 50 states individually to make this happen. So there is a federal committee. It's called the Federal Recommended Uniform Screening Panel. Um, And there is a committee that reviews conditions and decides whether they should be added to this panel. So in 2016, thankfully, ALD was added to this panel, which makes it easier for states to adopt it. Um, and then, so can the government mandate they, if it's so, on the list? So the, a bit, is it a state's decision thing? Like after that? So, so that's the problem. And that's what I'm trying to fix. Um, so the federal government reviews conditions that have been nominated and adds them to a panel, but it's called recommended. So it cannot mandate the states to do it. It can say we as the federal government recommend that you test for these 35 conditions that we have approved Um, and states can add conditions without being on this panel, which New York did do, but it's, you know, again, I feel like we should have the support of the federal government. ALD is on this list right now. as As of 16, did you say, right? As of 2016, because of the data that we had from New York state and from Aiden's law is what helped it move on to that panel. All right, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that more in a second because I want to know how can we help? How, who are the connections you need? Who, who are we going to speak to? Yes, on the let's make this across the country situation. But then also, real. I really want to know, I found something on the website, Aiden's Ride. I want to know about that. So we had a lot to cover and a little bit of time to do it. So we'll be right back. Tommy D in the attic with Elisa Seeger of the ALD Alliance. We'll be back shortly. Stay tuned. 
Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. Have you ever thought of reinventing yourself? Are you looking to create a new life's journey? Hi, I'm Kevin Barbaro, host of Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 5, 8 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live to hear me and my guests from a variety of different backgrounds. As a former college coach and a current full-time actor and owner of multiple companies, my show is as eclectic as my life. That's Coffee Talk XL every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. This is how you start your Friday morning with me in the attic, philanthropy and focus, amplifying the message for nonprofit organizations. And I'm actually sharing my screen for those of you all watching on Facebook now live or watching on Facebook later. Bunch of um, motorcycle folks. Uh, Aiden has a posse I see on the back of one of these T-shirts. So there is a ride. We'll talk about that in a second. During the break, I did show a couple of other things there. Uh, there's a virtual run work walk on September 18th. So I am going to go back to the full screen for those of you all watching us. Lisa, let's kind of get come to uh, come to a bit of a, a close on this. What your angle is from a federal perspective? I did also show during the break. There's a letter on your website that um, constituents can fill out and then have sent it. So let's talk about that because I'm sure that's part of the whole outreach and what we can do. Yes, exactly. So I'll just give you the a little bit of a backstory. And again, just saying that I. Th- I thought it was, you know, really difficult to go and do this 50 individual times, you know, 50 states. Um, So in 2016, I had federal bills introduced by Senator Schumer and Congresswoman Clark in the House. So what the bill said that it that it would mandate ALD to all the states and give the states funding to do this because the number one issue why states take so long is because they do not have the funding to implement. Um, Unfortunately, that didn't go well. um, And we've made several changes over the years. But just fast forward to this year and what we're doing. So what we're trying to do is have appropriations added to the budget. And that's what we've been working on. I've been working with the lobbyists. And I have to say, this is now not ALD specific. So the panel that I was mentioning to you, the recommended uniform screening panel, actually has um, four conditions right now that are not being screened for nationwide. So those are MPS1, Pompeii, ALD, and then SMA. So what I'm trying to do is get funding from the federal government to go directly to the states so they can implement sooner rather than later. Are you, is um, it all four combined? That is, is that what I'm hearing or the, or ALD is the one we're focused on? Well, I, what I'm trying to do is actually just change the landscape of newborn screening, because I don't think that my condition is more important than right. any of these other conditions. I feel personally, if we have a valid test and we have a valid treatment method that's available then we should be testing for these conditions and saving the lives of our children. So, 
So if we can, as a society, if medicine is there and we can address these things and why the heck not know that they're an issue early on so we could do something about it. Exactly. So the huge disparity in this, the huge problem is that we do have valid tests and we do have treatment methods. We're just not diagnosing our babies in time so they can be saved. Um, So right now, any condition that's added to this federal recommended uniform screening panel can take a decade or more before 50 states are testing for it. So imagine how many lives will be lost because of this time to implementation. So what I'm asking the federal government to do is allocate $15 million a year, every year, so that all states can become RUSP compliant by 2025. And I want this to be ongoing. So just, I, I just what is Rust? Are, are you oh, asking? Sorry. So the, the, it's um, the recommended uniform screening panel. Oh, it's Rust. So it's just, yeah. So it's sorry. I should have. Did you say, did you say $15 million? Yeah. So I'm asking the federal government to add this appropriations language into the budget so that we can direct this money specifically for this cause um, which is a drop. It's a drop in the bucket. That's why I, that's why I, I underlined it. We're it's, talking about 15 million bucks. I mean, not, not, that's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money to the federal government, but this would be enormous for the states because the states do not have the money to do it. And that's why they're lagging. Um, so, you know, we're really hoping we had this dear colleague letter that was introduced by Congressman Zeldin, who's actually out in Long Island, and Congressman Congresswoman Clark. So it was bipartisan. I'm going to share um, that again while you're speaking through it. I'm going to share my screen, everybody, okay? So you can see that on the website. Please continue. And that was um, sent out to all the members of Congress, and we did have some signatures on it, which was great. But we are now trying to do the same thing in the Senate, and we're looking for members of the Senate that want to support this. So I've had several calls actually this week, and I have several calls lined up for next week to find, again, um, who wants to be the cheerleader for this effort, because this is something very simple that we can do, have the CDC direct this funding to make sure our babies are being saved because that's not happening right now. And again, it's not specific to ALD. It's specific to every condition that has been, that has gone through the evidence review process through the federal government. And they have already decided that these conditions are viable. So, you know, it's met all of the criteria, meaning that the actual test works and that there's treatments to save lives. So here's what I need to know. What can we do as citizens, people who are listening to this program, myself, what, what can we do to, to impact? Do we reach out to the, to the uh, legislators? Oh, bless you. Um, yes. So that is what we're trying to do. I mean, if anyone wants to email me directly, um, you know, if anybody has contacts with specific senators um, throughout the country, I have been having conversations with Senator Gillibrand's office. Um, but, you know, we need this to. So, I, so here's what I want to do. I want to uh, each month I me philanthropy and focus. I sponsor a member of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. Um, I know you're in one of the other boroughs, but I, I would uh, I'd love to sponsor you to be a member of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce for uh, the month of October. I will pay an annual membership for you there. Uh, This song, my theme song is from my friend Brendan Levy, who's business development manager over the Queen's Chamber. My friend Tom Gretsch is a CEO. In fact, they they called me yesterday to give me a hard time and told me I needed a haircut because they saw a video of me. So what I did, I put more gel in my hair and pulled it really tight back today. So maybe they won't give me a hard time today. Shout out Tom Gretsch, CEO, and uh, my buddy Brendan. I want to buy you guys a membership because they're connected and I can't make promises, but I'm saying I'm calling it out on the show that. So we'll talk about that after the fact. You're now a member of the Queen's Chamber of Commerce and you can. Yeah, have them, yeah right on. We can have them um, help you and try to make some connections because 
who doesn't want to protect our babies? I mean, this is kind of a no brainer. So, um, all right, I want to, we're running out of time. So a couple of things, I know you have some events coming up and I got to close the show too. So let's tell me what, what, tell me about Aiden's ride and tell me about the walk on September 18th, which is a couple of weeks from now. Sure. So um, the Aiden's rides were started by my friend Kristen in West Virginia. And unfortunately, because of COVID this last year and a half, they've been really limited. Um, We also did have one in Brooklyn, which we were not able to have this year, but we are having uh, the Aiden's ride in Morgantown, West Virginia on October 9th. Um, so that hopefully we'll have a great turnout and, um, you know, you pay to go on the ride and then afterwards we have food and, you know, try to raise money through, uh, different things that people have donated. So they'll buy raffle tickets and all of that. And, you know, um, again, because of COVID, our fundraising has been really limited. So, um, hopefully this ride will, will be great. I love it. So, and they can find all of this out. The website is aldalliance.org. And you mentioned your email because you want to hear from people. How do they get to you, Elisa? Sure. It's just Elisa. So E-L-I-S-A at aldalliance.org. Thank you. And I appreciate you. I, I, I appreciate this new beginning of a friendship. I want to help in ways I can through my relationships. I, I like to say sometimes, I can write little checks, but I have friends who can write big checks. So let's see. (laughs) But it's relationships, too. It's not just the dollars. We know that. So listen, every single week, Lisa, thank you for being here before I close the show. Thank you. I appreciate you. I hope to meet you in person someday soon. Um, And I'm pulling for you. I don't know who wins the Imagine Awards till the night of the event, just like everybody else. But, um, you know, I I think uh, all these organizations are worthy organizations, but I'm super psyched for you to make it to the finals. I am Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connected. This program is philanthropy and focus. It happens every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time here on talkradio.nyc. And you can always check in on Facebook with us talking alternative broadcasting. Um, what I want to tell you coming up, uh, actually this week coming up on PALS, the new show here on the network with my co-host Valerie Heffron, my pal Val, I like to say, uh, on PALS, Professionals and Animal Lovers Show, we have Tina Traster who has a documentary called Catnip Nation. I haven't seen it. I look forward to, to, to learning more about it with Tina. That's on Pals on Tuesday, excuse me, on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Next Friday morning, Maricela Rios Faust, CEO of Human Options out of Orange County, California, will be here. Uh, domestic violence, obviously, we know is a tragedy. And um, she'll be talking about how that organization protects women and, uh, and young people in, in those type of situations. Uh, Elisa mentioned when we started the show earlier, right before we were in the green room, that Jeremiah Fox is a friend of hers. So, so stay tuned for two more shows on the network today. Steve Fry with a friend of ours, Ian Price Murphy will be on the show right after my show. So stay tuned, step away, maybe get some coffee, come back and listen to Steve and Ian. And then later on, Jeremiah Fox at one o'clock here on Talk Radio at NYC. Thank you again, Elisa, for being here. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for my listeners. Thank you for my supporters. Kyle, thanks for doing an excellent job on the other side of the glass. Your boy, Tommy D, coming at you from the attic. I'll see you guys next week. Make it a great weekend. Bye. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. Uplift, educate, empower. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? 
Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.